What's going on guys? Austin here and in this video we are going to be taking a look at the extra points midway mid-season NFL awards. So without further ado let's jump right in. I like the executive of the year which I know isn't an NFL award. I don't care. I get to do whatever I want. It's going to be John Schneider and honestly it's not close. Joe Douglas is in second place. Uh, but John Schneider, I mean, he arguably had the best draft since the 2017 New Orleans Saints. Kenneth Walker is probably going to end up being the offensive rookie of the year if he continues on his pace. Tariq Woolen, it's, the defensive rookie of the year is going to be between him, Devin Lloyd, and Sauce Gardner. Very close. I think that Derek Stingley Jr. and... Jalen Petrie and Houston both have a good argument, but they're just not going to have the uh, the facial the face recognition, the name value. But easily could have the offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Kobe Bryant, probably one of the most underrated rookies in the entire league. Nobody's even talking about what he's doing, uh, you know, at defensive back. Boye Mafe, who ended up, you know, being a very good defensive end for the. Seattle Seahawks, and then two offensive linemen, Charles Cross, who was drafted, you know, in the first round, I believe, at pick nine, and then Abraham Lucas, who was either a second or a third round, uh, and he might even be better. In the offseason, he traded Russell Wilson uh, for Drew Locke, No Fant, and defensive end Shelby Harris. He got back two first-round picks and two second-round picks. So in this upcoming season, not only is he going to have maybe the best rookie class so far, uh, it's going to be between them and the Jets, but he's also going to have an extra first and second round pick from the Russell Wilson trade. Oh, yeah. And by the way, not only did he just try to rebuild, he also re-signed DK Metcalf to a, a nice team-friendly deal. Uh, and he's 5-3 and three in first place in the NFC West, third overall in the NFC. Now, on the other side, Joe Douglas, we know what he's doing with the Jets. The unfortunate thing is they just... They haven't been able to stay healthy. Uh, otherwise, the Jets had, had uh, along with Seattle, the best draft in the NFL. Joe Shane uh, in, you know, in New York, he had a relatively good draft, but the moves that he made, especially bringing on Brian Dable, Howie Roseman in Philly, I mean, we all see what Philadelphia is doing, and Kwesi Adokomensa in Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota is maybe the quietest five and one, six and one team I've ever, I've ever heard of. Moving on to the defensive rookie of the year right now, it's Tariq Woolen. We just, we just mentioned him. Uh, Tariq Woolen so far has been targeted only 30 times. Now listen, he's the cornerback one CB one. He's not, he's not like a third string guy. He's not, you know, only in on, on certain slot snaps. Like he's the CB one on this team, but he's averaging uh, about 50% completion percentage, just a little bit more 30 30 targets, 16 receptions, only 200 yards allowed on the season. No touchdown. Actually, I think it might be, he might have one touchdown allowed. Yep, that's right. One touchdown allowed. And a 46.1 passer rate. That is an awful passer rating that he's allowing. That's fantastic for him. He has seven pass breakups, two fumble recoveries, four interceptions on the season, and 27 tackles. Get this. He's been targeted 30 times, and he has 27 tackles, which means he's excellent in the run game as well. Up next on the other side, I mean, Devin Lloyd, you heard me mention him. Sauce Gardner, uh, who is, I mean, to me, as far as DBs go, 1A and 1B with Tariq Wollin. Same thing with Derek Stingley. He's right there. Now, Jalen Petrie's playing safety. He has a lot of production. 
Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, those two guys, they're on good defenses, but they're on they're on teams with bad offenses. Uh, so, you know, they're on the field all the time. Next, we've got the Offensive Rookie of the Year, which as of right now is Brees Hall. Brees Hall had a little bit late start to the season, but he did play every game. Unfortunately, you know, he's going to miss the rest of the season with an ACL injury. Uh, but so far this season, he's had 80 carries for 463 yards, which is good for almost six yards a carry. He's got four rushing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown, and another 218 receiving yards. It's good enough to get him, you know, the the production for Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's one of the best running backs as far as production-wise already. Now, on the other side, Damian Pierce, he's up next as far as production goes. Uh, but he's he's played in more games and started more games than Kenneth Walker has, who is right on his tail. The next two guys, I've got wide receivers, Chris Olave and then Garrett Wilson right behind him. The Ohio State studs, I like Chris Olave a little bit better. Um, he's in a little bit more of a wide receiver friendly offense than Garrett Wilson is. Uh, and, you know, because of that, he's been producing, you know, significantly more. I believe he has about 100 more yards and more touchdowns. Uh, but Garrett Wilson still in the in the lowly passing offense that he's in in New York has had excellent production. And this is I mean, this is what we see right here where the Jets have two viable options for offensive rookie of the year and another option for defensive rookie of the year. That's why. That's why Joe Douglas is number two for executive of the year right now. My coach of the year is going to be Brian Dable. This one. This one. I wouldn't say it's not close, but like so far, he's just been fantastic. He's six and two. Um, which unfortunately for him is only good enough for sixth in the NFC. He is six and one in one score games. That means he's played in seven out of his eight games have been one score games. Uh, now they're 11th in the turnover margin. They're 13th in points margin. Uh, he's only thrown two coaches challenges, but he's two and oh, overall, this is a pretty untalented roster that he's taking very far right now between him and wink Martindale somehow being a good defensive coordinator again, uh, you know, look for this team to kind of continue stacking wins. I don't expect them to be, you know, a 14 and four team or that doesn't that doesn't add up. I don't expect them to be a 13 and four team, but it, it's looking like they might be a 12 win team, an 11 win team. Up next, I mean, Nick Sirianni, an undefeated team in Philly, Robert Sala of, you know, another overachieving team in East Rutherford, New Jersey, Pete Carroll. Again, overachieving. And then Bill Belichick, who just every single year, he's the best coach in the NFL. It's just there's some guy that, you know, ends up having a lightning in a bottle season. My comeback player of the year, it was Saquon Barkley all year until Christian McCaffrey had just an incandescent game against the Los Angeles Rams. Overall this season, he's had 111 carries for 525 yards. That's almost at five yards a pop. He has three rushing touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns, another 356 receiving yards, and he even has a 34-yard passing touchdown, giving him a total of six touchdowns on the year and about 900 total yards. Coming off of an injury, I expected him to, you know, be, you know, one of those guys that just kind of keeps getting banged up, misses, misses games. And, you know, to, to Carolina's credit, they kind of held him out on a lot of snaps early on in the season, he wasn't getting a lot of touches, uh, but then he slowly started to pick up. They just kind of fed him the ball more and more. And, and I think San Fran, I think they kind of overused him in their, in their first game against the Rams. 
and I wouldn't look for him to have that same kind of production, but as of right now, he's still producing like the comeback player of the year. Saquon Barkley's next, you know, just coming back from injury and having the fantastic season, carrying the Giants the way he's been. You know, Smith, he hasn't come back from injury, but he's just come back from basically being a nobody, uh, which is a fantastic story for him. Jeff Okuda had a really bad rookie year. He got injured for his second year, and all of a sudden now he looks to be like one of the top, you know, 15 cornerbacks in the league, which is great for him. Um, You know, albeit he's been a little protected, but... Uh, you know, Jeffrey Okuda looked like he was going to be a, a horrendous bust, and now he could end up being one of the best cornerback twos in the league if Detroit decides to upgrade at that position. And then Derrick Henry, uh, I mean, we all know what he's doing in Tennessee. He just had another 200-yard, two-touchdown game, which gives him, like, I think the most in NFL history by, like, by like a factor of, like, two or three. Like, he has, like, two or three times more as second place, um, which is just unreal production for the King. My offensive player of the year, this one was such a tight race. I mean, there were there were guys who were having fantastic seasons that didn't make this list. Uh, Nick Chubb, fantastic season right now. Um, Cooper Cup, another fantastic season. Jalen Hurts is having a fantastic season. I mean, just so many guys. Um, but Austin Eckler, he's gotten 380 yards at 4.5 a pop, which is great because the Chargers have the worst rushing, rushing attack every single year. Uh, he's got five rushing touchdowns, three receiving touchdowns, another 350 yards to add receiving, you know, giving him about, you know, 700 or so yards on the season plus uh, and another eight touchdowns. He's been, he's been really him and Justin Herbert. The only reason why the chargers have been putting up points, you know, the way that Keenan Allen's been out and Mike Williams has missed time. Just a fantastic production story right here. Now, more interesting position, defensive player of the year. Don't know why that picture is so blurry. It wasn't when I posted it. We're going to move on. That's not the point. Uh, I mentioned earlier in another video that the Eagles might have the best cornerback duo in the league. Not and not not might, but they just do this year. Uh, between Darius Slay and James Bradbury, they've been amazing. Uh, now, Darius Slay has been targeted 35 times, and he's allowed 15 receptions. Now, if you remember the defensive rookie of the year, Tariq Woolen, he was targeted 30 times and allowed 16 receptions. And, I mean, Darius Slay has been targeted more and allowed less catches. 163 yards allowed on the entire season. This is going to average out to people who are covered by Darius Slay this season are going to, to gain a total of about 320 yards, maybe, this season. He's allowed a 31 passer rating, which is absolutely horrendous. You'd get a higher passer rating if you just threw the ball into the ground on every play. He has eight pass breakups on those 35 targets, three interceptions, and 21 tackles. Again, he has he's allowed 15 receptions, and he has 21 tackles, which means he's doing relatively well in the run game, too. Now, on the other side, Matthew Judon, just like he, just like he did last year, started out incredibly hot for the Patriots. He's got eight and a half sacks, which leads the league. And I believe Zadarius Smith is tied with him right now. Nick Bosa is right behind him. Uh, and then Shadobi Awuzie is just a fantastic cornerback who's not getting enough coverage right now in Cincinnati. I believe that today, right now, he is the second best cornerback in the league just as far as production. Now, if you said, you know, just have to get time in a system and getting healthy, I mean, you know, maybe – Maybe Jair Alexander is going to come back up and, and Jalen Ramsey is going to come back up. But Chidobia Wuzi is just shutting things down in Cincinnati. 
And then the MVP right now, it's honestly not very close. I mean, Tua has an interesting conversation because he's 4-0. and No, he's, Tua is 5-0 and in games where he starts the whole game and ends the whole game. Uh, and the Dolphins are winless without him. Uh, but the Bills, they're 6-1, and and they're only, they're only losses against Tua, and that's why I give Tua credit to be in here. Uh, he's, a, he's got a 66% completion percentage. He's leading the league in total yards. He's got 2,198 yards, which I believe is second in the league to Brady. He's got 19 passing touchdowns, which is second in the league to Mahomes. He's got 105, basically 106 quarterback rate, which is great over the course of a season. Another 306 rushing yards, which I believe for quarterbacks is third only to Lamar and Jalen. Two more rushing touchdowns. And then he's got wins over... Last year's number one seed Packers, last year's number one seed Titans, last year's Super Bowl champion Rams, last year the team that was second in the AFC, the Chiefs, the Ravens, who, you know, last year were the number one seed until Lamar went down, and the Steelers. Just an unbelievable stack of wins. We're talking, we're talking four playoff teams, the Ravens and the Steelers, which are great programs all together. That is why Josh Allen right now today is the MVP. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching that video. Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Be sure to like and subscribe and stay up to date on all of our future content.